0: money, drugs, and murder. The twisted and tragic tale of Alec Murdoch, a member of one of South Carolina's most prominent families, as he goes on trial for the murders of his wife Maggie and son Paul. We take a look at the murders, allegations of cover-ups and financial crimes, and how we got here. I'm Anjanette Levy and welcome to Law & Crime Sidebar Podcast. The double murder trial of Alec Murdoch will likely be the trial of the century for South Carolina's Low Country. The murder case against Murdoch started on June 7th, 2021. And from there, his world started to unravel, crumble really. The name Alec Murdoch became known across the country and really around the world. Murdoch was a former prosecutor who was part of a legal dynasty in the area. His father, grandfather, and great grandfather had all served as the solicitor of the 14th Judicial District. The solicitor is really a prosecutor or district attorney, as we would know it. Alec Murdoch called 911 from the family's hunting estate, telling the 911 call taker on that evening that his wife and son had been murdered.
2: This is Alec Murdoch at 4147 Moselle Road. I need the police to be immediately. My wife and child just got badly. Okay, you said 4147
0: Moselle Road in Arlington. Sir? You said
1: 4147 Moselle Road in Arlington?
2: Yes, sir. 4147
0: Moselle Road. Stay on the line with me, okay? Okay. Did you hear anything? Or did you come home and find them? I've been gone. I, I just came back. Okay, and was anyone else supposed to be at your house? No, ma'am. Please hurry. We're getting somebody out there to you. Okay, what is her name? Maggie and Paul. Murdoch sounds distraught on that 911 call as anyone in his position would be after finding their wife and son shot to death. The shootings happened in and outside of a dog kennel on the family's sprawling hunting estate in Colleton County. Looking at the family from the outside, it appeared they had everything. But slowly, details started to come to light that showed the family's life was anything but picture perfect. Earlier on the day of the murders, Alec Murdoch's law partners had confronted him about concerns over money missing from the firm. Paul Murdoch was facing a boating while under the influence charge for a boat crash that killed Mallory Beach in 2019. Videos showed him buying alcohol with a fake ID hours before the crash. Beach's family recently settled a lawsuit with the Murdoch family. Then questions surfaced about the death of Murdoch's longtime housekeeper and nanny, Gloria Satterfield. In 2018, she died weeks after a slip and fall accident at the Murdoch house. Satterfield's sons started asking questions about what happened to the money they should have received from a Murdoch insurance claim payout, money Alec Murdoch was handling for them. South Carolina's law enforcement division would open an investigation into Satterfield's death. Then questions surfaced about the death of Stephen Smith, a 19-year-old nursing student found dead in a road in 2015. His mother believes he was murdered and his death covered up. South Carolina's SLED reopened an investigation into his death since the Murdoch name came up repeatedly throughout the initial investigation. Three months after Paul and Maggie were murdered, a stunning 911 call from Alec Murdoch.
2: I stopped, I got a flat tire I mm-hmm. and I stopped and somebody stopped to help me. And when I turned my back, they tried to shoot me.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Were you shot? Yes, but okay. I mean, I'm okay. You shot where? Where were you shot at? Huh?
0: Did they actually shoot you? Or they tried to shoot you.
2: They shot me, but
0: uh, okay. Wait, you need EMS? Uh,
2: well, I mean, yes. I I can't drive. Okay. And I'm bleeding a lot.
0: Where, where part of your body?
2: Uh, I'm not sure. Somewhere on my head.
0: Your head? Somewhere
2: on my head. Somebody just stopped for me, ma'am. Um, for 911.
0: Okay. Still? Hey. Okay, let me speak to him, see if he can tell me exactly where you are. It turned out Alec Murdoch knew exactly who shot him. It was his cousin, Curtis Eddie Smith. Murdoch announced he was going to rehab for a 20 year opioid addiction. And he's later charged with conspiring with Smith to shoot him so his son Buster could get a $10 million insurance payout. Murdoch admitting days after the shooting that it was all concocted, it was a ruse.
2: Jim and I spent a year and a half with him and Maggie and Paul when apparently he was on, Oxycontin and uh, and opioids, and uh, he seems much more clear-headed today than I've ever seen him.
0: Has he admitted to this financial crime?
2: That would be attorney-client. We're not going to comment on that. And you said what that he would write um, every
0: wrong, including financial wrong. How do you? How does he intend to write this
2: one? I don't want to comment on that. I'm sorry.
0: What's your reaction to not getting bond? Were you
1: guys expecting him to walk out again? Well,
2: I mean, we knew it was going to be. um uphill battle Um, obviously uh, the public interest and the enormity of the accusations Um, but we're glad that the judge is concerned about his mental condition Um, and we think we can get him a clean a relatively clean bill of health by the end of this week early next week from a psychiatrist based on the six weeks of examinations he's had by mental health experts both at the detox center and the rehab facility
0: Months and months would pass, and then in July of 2022, a grand jury indicted Alec Murdoch for the murders of Paul and Maggie.
1: Richard Alec Murdoch, if that is your name, please raise your right hand. Do you waive reading of the indictments? Yes, sir. What say you, Richard Alec Murdoch, are you guilty or not guilty of the felonies wherein you stand indicted?
0: Not guilty. How shall you be tried? by God and
2: my country. Thank you.
0: In addition to those murder charges, Alec Murdoch also faces 99 counts related to allegations of forgery, fraud, and money laundering. Now South Carolina's low country is gearing up for what promises to be the Low Countries Trial of the Century. Alec Murdoch, of course, faces those two murder charges for the deaths of his wife Maggie and son Paul back on June seventh of twenty twenty one. But he also faces a number of charges related to financial crimes. Joining me to discuss the upcoming murder trial of Alec Murdaugh is Eric Bland. He's a partner at Bland Richter, and he also represents Gloria Satterfield's sons and other victims accusing Alec Murdaugh of financial crimes. Eric, welcome to Sidebar. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Well, we appreciate you coming on. You are subpoenaed. You're under subpoena for the murder trial. Your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, it's unusual for a lawyer to be subpoenaed uh, to a trial. Usually I'm the one that's doing the talking. Yes, because I was one of the original lawyers with my partner, Ronnie Richter, who discovered Alex's financial frauds. We are potentially going to be witnesses along with our clients, the Satterfields, for the financial crimes some of the financial crimes that Alex has committed because the state, even though they don't have to prove motive, they are going to have to show it because a jury always wants to know what is the motive for a murder. The state's theory is all of these financial pressures that Alex was under culminated on June 7th, which resulted in the death of his son and his wife. And those financial pressures are uh, as follows. One, on June 7th, day of the murders he was confronted by his law firm and and they accused him or confronted him and asked him how is it that seven hundred fifty thousand dollars went from chris wilson's account to you directly when that was a law firm fee so they put out in light the fact that he had diverted a fee that should have gone to the law firm so that was a big pressure number two about a month before, he borrowed money from Palmetto State Bank and pledged as a collateral the Edistoke Beach House. Now, you and I and most other people, we don't get money until we sign all bank documents. They don't give us money. Alex had a different relationship with Palmetto State Bank. They would give him money, and then all the paperwork would be done weeks later. It's a unique relationship. And so as the month went on, Palmetto State Bank kept saying to him, when is Maggie going to sign over this beach house? She did not do that, she wouldn't do it. And that was a source of tension. The next financial pressure was three days after the murder, he was scheduled to have to produce all of his financial information and all of his financial documents in the Mallory Beach case. And that was a pressure. The other three pressures were his sons were being sued. Obviously, Paul and Buster were being sued in the Mallory Beach case. He was being personally sued in the Mallory Beach case. And, and then a very big pressure is Paul, his son, was charged with felony DUI boating. So you put all of those together in a pot and pressure can break a man. Pressure breaks pipes or pressure makes a diamond. The state's theory is it broke the man and that's what caused him to murder his wife and son. So Judge Newman has to make this Solomon-like decision. How much do I let in, Re- from the state to prove their motive. Now, if he lets in too much, it becomes almost a mini trial for each one of these financial crimes. Sure, He's charged with these crimes, but they have not actually gone to trial. So the Satterfield case would be a mini trial. The Pickney case would be a mini trial. The Badger case would be a mini trial. And that could really get unruly. So I think that Judge Newman is gonna have to find the sweet spot and determine What can I let in that would be beneficial for the jury to understand, but at the same time, not put Alex on trial for all these other crimes when he's on trial for murder? And it's going to be a tough decision. This is a circumstantial evidence murder case. It's not a direct evidence murder case. There's no video. There's no eyewitness. There's no recording where there was the argument and then you hear the shots fired. So Dick Harbutlian is a master trial lawyer. He's tried over 100 murder cases, 15 death penalty cases. And I think he's going to have a plan to create a lot of brush fires around the courtroom and then point to those brush fires as reasonable doubt, attacking the blood evidence, the spatter evidence, attacking the state's motive, attacking the timeline, attacking the phone mapping. And all he has to do is create reasonable doubt in the head of one juror. One juror creates reasonable doubt and decides to vote not guilty. There could be a hung jury. Now, I don't think he's going to get 12 jurors that are going to say not guilty, but uh, there, there is a good likelihood that he can sway one or two jurors who are from Culleton County. Remember, the Murdoch's have a big history there. They're revered there. There are still a lot of people that like them, that were the beneficiary of their good deeds And it's not going to be an easy conviction. That's why I was always an advocate that the financial crimes should have been tried first Mm. because they're the easiest to prove. The tax evasion—he obviously didn't report eight and a half million dollars on his taxes. You can—the Satterfield case is the easiest case in the world to prove because four point three million dollars came into the account and it never went to the clients. So that would have gotten him convicted. I feel like this could be a lot like the OJ case. You're, you're a younger looking woman. I don't know if you were around during the OJ
0: case. Um, well, bless you. And I was, uh, I remember it well. So, uh, but thank you. Okay. I appreciate your kind words.
1: <laughs> well, we all remember when OJ got off and right. then they convicted him of the, um, the robbery and the sports memorabilia stuff. And everybody felt like, well, we're convicting him for that because he got off a of murder. I just don't want that same thing to happen here with Alex. You know, somebody asked me, do I want him convicted? No, I I want justice to be done. And whatever that jury decides will be justice. Now on a personal level, despicable human being, horrible father, uh, a dastardly lawyer, a stain on our profession. You know, he stole from clients, family members, victims. I just want to see justice done. We're not in there to burn down a courthouse or to convict a man that's not guilty.
0: Well, Alec Murdahl, like anybody else charged with a crime in our justice system, deserves a fair trial. He deserves a fair hearing. And we hope he gets that, of course. Uh, he will talk- He will
1: from this judge.
0: And we've seen uh, Judge Newman in, a- in action before in a prior case. And uh, I feel like he runs a tight ship and he uh, is- seems to be a very fair judge. Let's talk a little bit about where things stand uh, with your t- your clients, the sons of Gloria Satterfield. You've been able to recover a lot of money for them. We have, uh, from the, you know, Gloria Satterfield died. She slipped and fell at the home. She was somebody who was a part of the Murdoch family. I mean, she helped raise the children. She was a nanny to Buster and Paul and also a housekeeper.
1: Right. Yeah. She suffered a tragic death, obviously in her 50s, way before her time that should that she should have died. And she left Tony and Brian as her two sons. Brian is a vulnerable, was a vulnerable is a vulnerable adult. Uh, Tony's a good kid works in the hospital. They lost their mother and afterwards, we think that Alex saw this as an immediate opportunity to enrich himself at the expense of these children and expense of the uh, all the good that Gloria had done for his family. We have been fortunate to recover in excess of seven and a half million dollars for the Satterfield boys and we have gotten a confession of judgment from Alex for 4.3 million, the original amount that was stolen. So, if under the original settlements there were two settlements that were paid 4.3 million, the boys would have gotten about 2.9 million. So, we've recovered over seven and a half million for for them. So, we feel like that they're well on their way to be fully compensated. I tell a lot of different people that my clients were reluctant litigants. You know, there's some people that can run to the courthouse faster than I can get there. they are not those type of people. they are very religious people, they're Christians, they believe in forgiveness, and you're probably gonna be surprised, but they've already forgiven Alex for what he did to the boys.
0: Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts.
2: Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.
1: They had four goals. They wanted to find out what happened, which we did. We've gotten all the answers regarding their money. Number two, they wanted to get the money for the boys, and we've done that. Number three, they wanted Alex to be held accountable. Did he have to answer for his misdeeds? He's being criminally charged in the Satterfield case, and he lost his law license. Four, they wanted an apology. And they got that. Dick Carpentier, through at a bond hearing, said this is on behalf of Alex Murdaugh. He apologized, and Alex said how sorry he was. He knew them; that they were friends. So for them, they've gotten that closure that they needed. Uh, they've had a fifth benefit, which is they formed the Glorious Gift Foundation, which will provide gifts for underprivileged families at Christmas time or families in need. So in a strange kind of way, this woman who lived a very quiet life, who worked a job that doesn't get a lot of fanfare, is not somebody that if she walked down the street, you would know who she is. She's turned out to be an angel, and she didn't die in vain. She died for a purpose, and in that purpose was to expose all the criminal and fraudulent financial activity of Alex Murdoch. So from ash from the fire You know, the phoenix rises, things happen, and tragedy can create opportunity. And this tragedy created an opportunity.
0: Are Michael and Brian satisfied with the fact that their mother indeed slipped and fell? I know there were people, given what's going on with this case, that...
1: Yeah, when we started, you know, I got on TV and I was very disappointed in the slow pace of SLED opening up an investigation into Gloria's finances and the circumstances surrounding uh, her death. They, on September 27th of 2021, they announced two investigations, one into the money that was taken, but two into the circumstances surrounding her death. They've they've asked us twice that they're going to exhume her body and we've given permission. Obviously, they're preoccupied with this murder case. We don't think she was intentionally killed. Um, and the reason I say that is in the South, people know how to kill people. If they're going to kill somebody, people get killed. They
0: mm-hmm. don't do
1: it halfway. And I don't think if she was intentionally pushed down the stairs by somebody in that household, that that person would let her get in an ambulance, semi-conscious, and be taken to a hospital only to be woken up and to say, "Oh no, I didn't slip and fall on those stairs. Somebody pushed me." So I think that if they intended to try to kill her, she would have been dead way before the ambulance ever arrived on that day of February 2nd, 2018.
0: Well, this has been a really interesting conversation, Eric, and we hope that you'll come back and join us throughout the trial. Thanks so much for coming on.
1: All you gotta do is ask.
0: And that's it for this edition of Law & Crime Sidebar Podcast. It is produced by Sam Goldberg and Michael Deininger, Bobby Zoki is our YouTube director, Kiara Bronson handles our social media, and Alyssa Fisher is our booking producer. You can listen to and download Sidebar on Apple and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, you can always watch it on Law & Crime's YouTube channel. I'm Anjanette Levy, and we will see you next time.